Hey, this is Pastor Mariah, and I want to thank you so much for listening to our EFGC podcast. Be sure to subscribe so that you can hear our newest sermons each week. The Bible says that faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. So I believe that today as you listen, your faith is going to be built, and you're going to be blessed. Hey, now let's get right into the message. Thank you. Who knows it's hard to tell your story when there's bad things in your story. Sometimes there's stuff you just don't like to uh, tell everybody about. There's, but who also knows that just like Toby started off here with, uh, with the Bible and it says in Psalms that God's plans. So I'm going to tell you a story about a guy who, if it wasn't for God's plans, wouldn't be standing here telling you this story tonight. I, uh, I was born on June 15, 1977. Saying that out loud makes me feel older than I should, but the, um, my uh, mom left my dad when I was a baby. Didn't know my dad, didn't meet my dad, all I knew was his name until I was 15 years old. We lived in North Carolina. My mother remarried. At first, I mean, it was a normal, they had normal jobs, things were going fine. They partied a lot on the weekends, did a little bit of drugs, but I, I was small. I thought that was normal life. I thought, oh, this is, everybody lives this way. There's nothing different about me as anyone else. Well, that came into and led farther along. They became drug dealers after that. Um, once they started dealing drugs, they quit their jobs. Um, my stepdad was very abusive, not only to myself, but my little brother and my mom. At a very young age, I saw, I saw my dad try to drown my mom in a bathtub. Um, I'd been, I saw a guy shot in our front yard. Um, trying to break into our house to steal drugs once. Um, but during this, God's plans was in this already because I had a grandma who made sure that little bus came by and picked up me and my brother, and we went to church every Sunday. You know, Parents weren't going, but we were going then. Didn't quite understand it. I knew God was there. I knew things were real. I knew my journey was just, just not quite on the path it needed to be. My mom left my... Uh, first stepdad and remarried the guy I guess next in line over him drug dealer wise so I guess she moved up the ladder I mean I I don't think it was a good move up the ladder but she did so that um, relationship was less of a physical abuse and more of a verbal abuse just we were the stepkids we were kind of in the way just wasn't wasn't a good relationship Um, in that, uh, I can vividly remember nights of the uh, door getting kicked in, getting woke up with a drug dog sniffing up my nose, all the kids getting thrown outside, and we're just, he's getting put in handcuffs, and they're questioning him, and we're jumping on a trampoline just thinking, hey, this is cool, we got to hang out in the middle of the night. Again, being young, thinking this is normal, this is just life, you know, everybody goes through this, this is nothing big, but still at the same time, still God's plans are in there, because from that I knew that this is not where I belonged. I knew I wasn't going to be able to make it through this. This was getting tough. It was starting to set in my mind. At this time, my brother was still going to my old stepdad's house, the one that, um, the first stepdad. Got a line of stepdads here. The, um, through that, I didn't feel he was safe, so I would go with him on those on the weekends and just be there. Well, it was always a drug-infested place, saw many things that kids should not see that people will do for drugs, and it's, it's, 
it's something, it's especially to see as a kid. As an adult, and what you see on movies is more true than you really think. Um, one night, I can remember, we had bunk beds in a room, and we're sitting there sleeping, and all of a sudden I hear people shooting. And then there's bullets flying into our house. And I jump up, I grab my little brother off the top bunk, and we hide underneath the bottom bunk. And I can remember then, my relationship with God wasn't whole then, but I knew to pray. I'm sitting there thinking, how, how are we going to make it through this? We're just two kids in here, and the same people partying together on drugs are shooting at each other through the same house. Through that, that grew farther. He finally went to prison over that. My brother was with my mom. Um, later on, they got busted. Um, through them getting busted and him being higher up the scale on the drug dealer list, some very important people got in trouble then. A government official, a um, sheriff of our town, and a judge. All three went to prison when he turned state's evidence. But when you turn in people that are important for state's evidence, you move quickly. So my mom and that stepdad, they moved to Illinois. Before this happened, one day, again, got in the plans, I got a letter from Kevin Billingsley to Kevin Billingsley. My mom hands me this letter, and I'm thinking, I'm an idiot and wrote myself a letter. <laughs> it wasn't from me. It was my dad. Same handwriting, everything, so how that works out. So I get a letter. I talk to him. I end up, this is, so it would have been between my eighth grade and freshman year. I get this letter, and I'm thinking, all right, here's my chance. I'm getting out of this zone, getting away from these people. I'm, I'm moving. I go visit over Christmas. It was great. Dad was cool, drag race motorcycles, everything was fine. Two years into high school, my dad got a different job. I played football, made good friends, wasn't really wanting to move. Things in the background seemed kind of odd. Um, later, I'd find out he was making meth and selling meth. So at this time in my life, I'm thinking, is it me, God? Am I a reason? Am I, I mean, those parents did it and didn't care. Now I've got these, this dad, and I, I, things were fine when I got here. What, I started blaming myself, started feeling very insecure about myself. One night I can remember very vividly, it was senior night of football. Senior night of football, all the seniors come out on the field. You get set there, and your parents come out and meet you. You have a flower, and you give it to your mom. I didn't have anybody. I had become an emancipated student in high school. I made it through high school, graduated, again, God's plans by just living with friends and family and the wonderful people God put in my life then. Uh, Sherry James was a lady that, and Jesse James was my friend. I lived with them all through high school. I went to church every Sunday. Went to church and just amazing people. I don't know if I would be here, but God's plans again. So after that, I didn't know what I was going to do. Um, I don't have parents, um, what am I going to do, I don't really have a focus, where am I going, I joined the military, I was reaching for that belonging, to be a part of something, to be connected to, I mean, the military and your brothers and, I mean, there's people out here that have served too, it's just, it's family that you don't think you have, especially coming from where I was coming from, I, that's all I had, so getting into that, I joined, um, got out of basic AIT, and I met my wife. Thank God. Again, God's in the plans. All these. I met my wife at a gym. I love to work out. She was the aerobics teacher. I lifted weights. It's cool. So later on, we married. Um, had my sons back there in the back. Back in yes, right. <laughs> Two thousand. Easy to remember. Easy to remember the birthday then. But the uh, from there, 
um, I still wasn't close to God. I still, I knew it was there. I knew things. There was more. But I wasn't quite there yet. In 2005, I got deployed. On deployment, I got injured. I had surgery on both my knees. Was in medical hold for a year at Fort Knox, which is an awful place. I don't care how cool the TV makes it sound. They may say they hold all the gold there. They don't. It's a lie. Don't believe it. It's government. But anyway, the, the, from there, I, I became leaning on alcohol a lot. I drank. I drank a lot. While I was on medical hold, we lost a guy in our unit. held myself responsible for that for a long time I thought in my head if I'd have been there maybe it wouldn't happen if I'd have been there could I have saved him great young man talked about God all the time always reading his Bible had I mean if I was to paint a perfect picture that was a young man that I would have painted it as when a soldier dies his body's never left alone. So when he was transported back to the States, um, I was one of the guards on duty that stood over his body before to be buried. That service was at Mount Carmel High School, and you could not have put another person in the building. His father was a preacher, and he gave the service. And when that man preached and told about his son, he had all the faith in the world that he knew exactly where he went. And that faith was awesome. That was the day that I thought, I need to do something different because I want that kind of faith. Yes, it was amazing. Not far off of that, a couple years down the road, I was diagnosed with Lyme disease. I don't know if you guys know much about Lyme disease, but in a short edited version, it sucks. A lot of flu, a lot of bad joint pain, no energy, and I'm a very energetic guy. I love to work out. I love being outside. I try to keep up with 20-year-olds on a mountain bike still today. So, yeah, um, I got diagnosed with that, and I got down. I thought everything that identifies me as who I am, I, I've just lost. I, I am just here, and what am I now? When I first got that, I got diagnosed um, by the VA as having MS. I got drugs for MS from the VA, all kinds of medications, and none of it was treating what I had because they gave me the medication for the wrong thing. Um, I would my wife would leave in the morning to go to work, and I would be sitting in a chair staring at our um, sliding back glass, and I would be at the exact same spot when she got back and not even know the time went by. That is the closest I've ever came in my life to not wanting to be here and leaving all on my own. But God was in the plans again. I started um, trying to learn how to play guitar, got closer to some other people at a different church. Um, that started to grow my faith. Um, then, probably two years after that, I started, my daughter started dating Jacob, and it was all downhill from there. <laughs> um, we became members at this church. We learned a whole new kind of faith. And one evening... I was here, and a man named Joseph Dolphys come up to me, or no, didn't come up to me. He was in the middle of his session and told me to come here, 
and I didn't know what I had done. I felt like I was getting called to the principal's office. Walked up, didn't know, and he told me what I had, that my daughter had been praying for me. He spoke all these things that were amazing, that he had no idea about it. So to say that God wasn't in the plans and that God didn't do that would be a blatant lie. I know for a fact. I had never spoken to this man about being sick. I had never spoken to this man about any of that. And my daughter had never told him that he was praying for me. He prayed over me that night, and I have that was three years ago, two or three years ago, two years ago. I can't count very good. I'm getting old. But I have not had an incidence. I have not had anything wrong with me, and Lyme disease is no longer in my body. Praise God. Yeah. So to say, if any of you here are not thinking that God's not in your plans and that God's not in your life, you wouldn't be in this room right now. You wouldn't have that person asking you to come to church. You wouldn't have that person praying over you. And if you're a person praying for someone and asking them, don't give up. Do not give up. And if you're a person just starting and someone's getting to you to come here, don't give up on that either. Because I promise you, you just seen the story of a man who should not be here. And I am. So I thank God for that. And I have one verse that I've lived my whole, not lived my whole life on, but it's my favorite verse. Let's say it that way. And it is Isaiah 40, 31. And it says, But those who trust in the Lord will find new strength. They will soar high on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not faint. And this verse, to me for a long time, was just sounded cool. I wanted a tattoo of it. I just, it it's just cool. But then the more I've read this Bible, the more I have been in contact with God, the more I have built that relationship. But those who trust. So that word trust, to trust in. To really trust in something. And some versions say those who seek. There's those times where you've got to leave and you have seeked your keys and it, you needed them right now. Or those times that you were sitting in the house in your underwear and somebody knocked on the door and you needed pants right now. You'll seek some pants. That, that kind of seeking... When something like that goes on, that, that's, that seeking is to look really hard, not just a little bit, but I need them now. And I believe, you know, when it goes from seek to trust, that's the same way. When you trust, it's the trust you need now. To trust in the Lord. So you begin with that trust. Then you will find the Lord, and He will start to renew strength. And it's not a strength of, I can lift more than you, I can run faster. It's a strength that I can stand upon when the wind blows when I'm in the valleys, when I'm down, when I need something in my life that I can't produce. That strength is what that means. They will soar high on wings like eagles. So once you've built that strength, now you have a renewed place. God is taking care of you. So when the storms come, you can soar above what is going on. You soar high like on eagles. I heard Mariah, I believe it is, one day said that when a storm comes, eagles take off flying and they go above the clouds and above it. God's speaking that here. You will run and not grow weary. In your early walk with God, you run to everything. You run to be able to serve here, and you run to do that, and you will run and not grow weary. So when you're in God's plan, and when God's in your plan, you will run to those things. You will run and keep running, and you won't get tired of doing that, but you have to stay in the fight. They will walk and not faint. So the far, once you are done running, you start to pay attention to your steps. You start walking on that path that God has made for you. And when you walk on that narrow path, you know the way. Now all you do is grow in His glory 
and do his will in your life. And I want to pray with you guys for I finish. Lord God and Father, I just I thank you for this opportunity that I had tonight. Lord, to give my story. I pray that someone here heard that story, that it touched their heart. God, that it give a light, a glimpse into them, Lord, that they there is hope and there is new and there is a growth for them, Lord, if they will just seek, if they will trust in you. God, I pray that they know that, that they feel that, and that they reach for it, Lord. I pray that you give them the boldness to do so. If there is one here tonight, Lord, that needs you, that needs to come forward, I just will them that strength and that ability, Lord, to come forward, to start a new life with you. Because just like them, I was at a place where there's no way that I should have ended up here. But God, you made me, you put people in plans, you molded and you were there the whole time. And Lord, I thank you for that. And it's in Jesus' name I ask and pray all of these things. Amen. Thank you so much for joining us today. If you'd like to become more connected or find out more information in any way, click on the links in the description.